0: Modular Modcast is turning 200. Well, 200 episodes. This is episode 199. Can you believe that we've been doing this for over 4 years and 200 episodes, almost. By the way, next week's episode, episode 200, is uh, is awesome. I'm so excited to share it with you. Awesome guest. Um, but yeah, I wanted to take a moment here at the top uh, to just say thank you to everybody who has supported me on Patreon throughout the life of the show. It's just, it I couldn't do the show without the Patreon. Quite literally. Um, you know I've been been barking about the Patreon, trying to beef up the show. I want to do more with it. I want to do more with video. Um, I'm still working on it, but we need to grow this Patreon. Let's keep going. Let's charge into the future. Let's see what we can make happen here, because this is our thing. What do I need to do? Let me know. What do you want for, uh, for perks or, or bonuses on the, on the Patreon? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to learn. We all can grow and we all can learn. Um, anyways, if you want to help head over to patreon.com forward/podularmodcast Hello and welcome back episode 199. Super excited. We've got Noah Kalos, AKA Michael Lyko. You've seen him on Instagram. He's connecting uh, you know, these weird little things to, to different mushrooms and, and jamming and making music with modular and mushrooms. How does that work? We're gonna get into it. Um, it's a real fun guest. I'm so grateful to uh, finally have got to talk to Noah. And uh, yeah, we have a good time. So we're gonna get into that interview really quick. Not a whole lot to update you on right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do probably some some cool updating stuff uh, on next week's episode 200, which I'm so excited to bring to you. It's a surprise. I'm not gonna tell you who the guest is, but it's a good one. Um, also, Podular Modcast and friends. There's still some vinyl left. All proceeds go to uh, Mary's Place here in the Northwest, an organization that helps. Families, females, and children out of homelessness or houselessness. Um so yeah, no one's making any money off of this. Except for Mary's place. Um so I want to say thank you to Mystery Circles for making this happen. Thank you to Daedalus, Sarah Bell Reed, Lisa Belladonna, Lemon Jaya, and Space Racer for all contributing tracks to that. Side A is tracks from everyone I just mentioned, and then Side B is my remix of all of those tracks um mastered by nathan moody over at obsidian sound uh this is well that's the second thing and now i have a third thing that's been mastered by nathan moody so uh yeah i mean he's he's the best in the biz There's a reason we go to nathan for our mastering um baby blue vinyl available at mysterycircles.bandcamp.com i'm not sure how many copies are available but i would act fast because they're going quickly um there's also a name your own price for a digital a copy of the album and all digital sales also go to Mary's Place. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm also super excited about what I've been up to over at AfterLaterAudio.com, which I can't quite tell you about yet, but um, just know that we're always working on really, really cool stuff and some really, really cool stuff is coming your way within the year of 2022 and 23. Um, but currently, what things that you can get right now, of course, are the Benjolin V2 with the, both the expanders. My, one of my favorite modules of all time. Um, the Carve, which is a quad function generator, amongst many other things, has four VCAs on it. That is an absolutely indispensable module. The t- and if that's too big for you, there's the 2HP Sample and Hold Track and Hold, which is a super, super fun module. Um, yeah, just great stuff over there at After Later Audio. So, he- head over to afterlateraudio.com to learn more about that, or you could head to patchworks.com and browse their selection of afterlater audio products, amongst other things. They go beyond. Modular. I got my synth there. I got my Yamaha CP Reface there. And those are my two most used non-modular pieces of gear. Uh, They've got everything from Novation, Korg. um, But let's talk modules. What do they got? Of course, they've got like your Tip Top, your WMD, your your Make Noise, your 4MS, your Schlappy Engineering, your Mystic Circuits, your Recovery Effects. Speaking of which, I just got to throw a shout out to Recovery Effects. I know I've talked about it forever, the cutting room floor. But I feel like, you know, with modular, you're always bouncing around between modules and stuff. I always come back to the cutting room floor. It's just, it's so gorgeous. It just makes everything sound like beautifully saturated, old, warm tape. And just, there's nothing like it. So you can get one of those over at patchworks.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com. That's enough of my rambling. Let's chat with Myco Lyco. Cool. Cool. Uh, Noah, is it Kalos? Yes. Yes. Sweet. Um, and Michael Lyco is your performance. Myco right? Lyco, yeah. 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 Um, so I was thinking before we started talking today, like, it's, it's so weird to like, how do you, how do I, how did I become aware of Noah and and the Michael Lyko stuff? And, and it's weird to like, kind of have these fragments of, I think, I, I think we were on a similar Facebook group a few years ago. And I think, you know, like we've commented on the same threads. And then of course I see you pop up on Instagram, but it's like, you, I don't know if this is like this for you, but you see all these people within our community and you don't really know who they are or what they do but you have kind of a general idea and um like having you be one of those people on that you know that that level of my radar I was just like I have to I, I need to know more because you're you're doing some wild stuff um so we can get into that but uh first let's just I want to get to know you are you you're living on the east coast right now are you in North Carolina
1: I am yep uh, outside of Asheville Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, S- synth Capital. Right. Yeah. Me. I need to. I think I want to go out there uh, for my. How was it in February? What's the weather it's like? A,
1: it's a. Game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. It could be. Um,
1: it could be zero degrees outside. Okay. Uh-huh. It could be seventy degrees and sunny outside. Okay. Um, All right. Anywhere from zero to seventy is kind of. <laughs> uh, the the range and they could be one one day and then like two days later be the other so
0: right okay yeah. i so i uh i went to new york and philadelphia new jersey last summer for the first time um to like new york city anyways and uh i i don't want to go there in the summer again so i'm thinking i don't want to probably go to north carolina in the summer either because i'm from the high like desert so i like dry heat and i just that humidity kills me so what's the time of year to come to North Carolina?
1: I mean, right now, it's spring and fall, okay, it's gorgeous. I mean, okay. fall is when it's like very popular because we have the leaves, so we have mm-hmm. we have leafers that come. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I'd say like October is our peak season for sure. September, October. Okay, uh, but the spring's really nice too. Like right now, it's gorgeous out. Um, I mean, it's probably gonna snow in a couple of days, but yeah. <laughs> um, um, but it, today is beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful
0: yeah i was thinking spring i lived in michigan for a little bit and the humidity there was even too much for me but i i think i liked spring the best because the winter was really harsh um but but listen to us i I was sounding like an old man talking about weather and shit and i want to talk to you so are you from north carolina or from the east coast or grew up yeah i grew up in massachusetts
1: Um, okay
0: cool a
1: little bit north of where i am now okay Yeah, yeah
0: yeah um so I, I learned the term mass holes when I yeah. went went there. And I thought, you know, I was like, how could one state be actually like how could how could that be true that they're all bad? And I had a very crazy experience going over the bridge from like um kind of the Harvardish area towards downtown. I was going to uh uh Cape Cod and yeah, that was just it was a scary drive. they were yeah, there very aggressive yeah, I dealt with some mass holes for sure.
1: but but then like the thing is like my parents actually when I was in college moved to Florida.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in Florida, you get all very old mass holes <laughs> um, And so and, and like New Yorkers and stuff too, which if you ask me drive just as bad as people from yeah. Massachusetts. And it's oh my God, Florida's so much worse. And oh, it was, wow. I, was, yeah. I was driving in North Carolina the other day I saw someone with Florida plates and it was like, oh, <laughs> okay, I, I see what's going on because they're like weaving in and out of traffic and like speeding and stuff. I'm like, we don't do that around here. Like we, yeah. we We're on like 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 Smoky Park Highway or whatever. and they're like going like 70 miles an hour when it's like a 50 mile an hour road and like weaving in and out of traffic. And I'm like, oh, you are clearly a person that lives in Florida that's from Massachusetts <laughs> that is now now in in North Carolina. And there's actually a term for those people. They're called halfbackers halfbackers okay yeah they like moved from new from from the north down to florida uh-huh. but then florida was like florida's i don't i mean i don't want to make anyone that lives in florida mad but i'm not a big fan of florida and a lot of people go there and find out that they are also not big fans of florida mm. but they they don't want to go back to, to new england <laughs> cuz it's cold cold there so uh, they go half back to Asheville.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah, yeah. so so when does when does music find you, or when do you find music, and how does how does that happen?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing music my whole life. Um, like when I was a little kid, I used to like anything that made weird sounds. I was very drawn to. I drove my parents crazy. Um, they called me the vice president of annoying noises in the house. Because <laughs> um, that That's was funny. My, my, yeah, that my, was my my thing.
0: sisters. I did the same thing, and the, and they would stop me. The cue to stop would be un- unnecessary noises. So that was yeah. I kind of had a similar thing.
1: Yeah, like my brothers would, and then like you know, I think in kindergarten I started playing cello or something, and then I played oh, cool. like fourth grade I started playing trumpet and bass guitar, in like fifth grade and and all that stuff. Um, were
0: you switching or were you just adding? Like, do you? Oh, uh, I dropped
1: or? the cello. I still play the trumpet and the okay. um, and the bass guitar amongst many other instruments, but um, but I did drop the cello. I kind of would like wouldn't mind picking it up again. I eventually switched. I had an upright bass for a while. Oh nice! Um, which I actually I sold my upright bass um, to pay for my first uh, a- analog synthesizer, which was a nice. Mother 32. Okay. Um, and that when was when I, I like that uh, when they first came out. So okay. I was like on the wait list. I wanted to get it from the Moog shop. Um, so like I was on the wait list there for for months, and I was like, actually like learned to patch in the Moog shop on like the two Mother 32s they had set up in there. I was. I'd, I'd be done with work a few hours before my wife, and I was the one that was driving everywhere. So, um, so I would be in the moke shop like every day, patching. Uh, That's awesome. I kind of, I kind of drove them a little crazy, but they, they still <laughs> love me there. Actually, I, I recently just gave a, a like, performance and talk to the employees there. Oh, cool. Uh, Very yeah, cool. and I, I have like, now I, I, have a. They, they hooked me up with a subharmonicon and a, and a D fan nice. to go along with my Mother 32. So nice. Got the, the three tier. Uh, i guess sound lab sort of sort of thing yeah Uh, although it's not i don't have the i need to get the mixer so that was cool yeah um so i've been playing playing music my whole life um electronic music i got started doing like electronic production um when i was 17 i did like a a program at berkeley college of music because i lived in massachusetts Mm -hmm. so i did like a five-week program there which was a blast i had more i mean that was like one of honestly like even being an old old dad now i like they have an adult program i'd love to go back for five weeks and just do music there again because it was a great time and like every night we were like jamming in the studios and stuff but i was doing upright jazz bass um but for an elective i took electronic music production and that was sort of my introduction uh we were doing mostly like reason and cubase stuff Mm -hmm. um so I started doing reason stuff. Um, and then in college I eventually got a copy of Ableton and started doing that. So I had my old project is um, is Illumination Station. And I, okay. I, I had a very productive period before my kids were born where I think I made like 10 albums in a year or something ridiculous like that. I mean, they're mostly just like weird modular bleep bloop sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I decided that I wanted to build an analog synthesize. It it, my, my whole introduction into modular was like totally wrong and backwards. Um, <sighs> So I, I was I had this job, eh, we're like packing poppy seeds. It was kind of sketchy. I don't know. I was getting paid a <laughs> lot of money to like just pack these poppy seeds, and I eventually left because the whole thing was sketchy. um But uh but I, it was like I had all this free time. I was like, what do I want to? If you know, if I don't have to worry about money, what do I want to do? And it was like, well, I want to get really good at playing piano. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'd kind of like a synthesizer, like this elect this keyboard I have is kind of cool, but it'd be cool to like. You know, I hear analog synthesizers that are like pretty cool. It'd be cool to like get an analog synthesizer to learn to play the keyboard. And I like looked at the prices of like polyphonic analog synthesizers like, whoo, forget yeah. that. I yeah, can't yeah. in no way. <laughs> um, which actually and now I have a profit rev too, which I, I love. Oh nice. It. Um, yeah, I really um, want profit. Yeah, it's great. I, I I used to work for Make Noise, so I there's uh I got a deal from from Dave Smith to get the the profit. Oh, through. nice.
0: Nice,
1: yeah. Reciprocal sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, um, but uh, but yeah, so that was then I was like remembered my friend in college had built an analog synthesizer, and I was like, Well, you know, he built it, I could probably build one. So I started like looking into building a synthesizer. I got like an Axolodi and I started like DIYing some some Eurorack modules, and around then when like the Mother 32 came out, so I got on the wait list for the Mother 32. I got like a yarn so I could play. Eventually, I realized like what I was doing was not ever going to be good for play, like Eurorack is the worst synthesizer <laughs> to get to 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 get really good at playing keyboard on. I mean, you can noodle then, You know, I was getting into electronic engineering um, you know, I think I've read the, the electronics a couple of times now. Um, mm-hmm. which is a great book for anyone that's trying to sort of get into uh, electrical engineering. I would, I, that was kind of my introduction to it. That's like where I started. I don't know that I would say that that's where you should start. Maybe have a basic understanding of components before you start reading the book, even though it talks about the basic components for the first like five mm-hmm. chapters. But I think a, you know a fundamental funny? knowledge should be good first.
0: I, yeah, I think like whatever your base knowledge going into it, going into like modular or synthesis, like like do you are you strong in math? Or are you a kinesthetic learner? Like, because I couldn't, like for the longest time, just being explained what modules do and all the terminology, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't." And it, and people try to explain it to me, and I don't think that I like. I'm still like wrapping my head around like really basic um, ideas and concepts in the module in the modular world, and the, I find that the way I can wrap my head around it is when somebody explains something to me, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what I've been doing with this module the whole time." So I've been. Kind of doing that thing but i didn't know that it was this this thing that i've heard of that i didn't that i thought i didn't know what it was does that make sense yeah
1: i remember when i first was watching like modular videos with, like div kid ben and he'd be mm-hmm. like the lfo and the blah, blah blah and the eg and all of this and it was uh-huh. just like sounding like a different language at first until eventually i sort of i got it um that was like an interesting like month of like your first month of like yeah you know and i had like known some synthesizer stuff because i've been using ableton and all but like as soon as you hop into like modular synthesis you really learn everything to to a whole new level um, yeah
0: i'm better at like desktop synths now. yeah totally you like know, i can I've... just go up to any synth and kind of look at it and figure totally. it out pretty quick yep same yep. here and that's that's so fun and like and if i can't then i know then then i'm like i feel confident enough to say well that's not the most like user-friendly interface yeah you know yeah totally
1: Um,
0: it was interesting i
1: I, like i got into modular for all the wrong reasons but i ended up falling (laughs) in love with it uh yeah regardless although honestly like i don't know my music has definitely changed a lot like i i think as much as i've learned about modular in the last you know six or seven years that i've been doing it is probably about as much as i've forgotten about music theory (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. that's that's hilarious like my i i started with guitar um and i you know dabble in drums and my guitar my guitar chops are suffering you know like i can't do what i used to do uh,
1: yeah definitely i used to spend you know just hours on like ableton just like writing stuff into piano roll oh, or whatever yeah yeah you know I, and now it's like i just turned some knobs on a renee or something and like <laughs> there it is
0: and yeah, yeah
1: mix it with this oh that kind of sounds good it's not really in tune with each other but it's, it uh-huh. sounds nice you know or like yeah, the michael yeah, stuff like stuff is just total full on went full bleep bloop for michael like you know?
0: yeah yeah well it's you know that's that's it's funny you bring that up like the uh you know going from you know playing an instrument to kind of go into a like twiddling knobs and there's 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 a part of there's parts of me that battle in my head that I'm just like am I am I drifting away from something or am I I feel like I'm drifting towards something and that something is like my my actual voice of expression you know like I'm I'm constantly on the hunt for that and I never found it in regular music and now I'm like even just you know four almost five years into modular like I feel like I'm just now starting to scratch the surface of what my I think my voice might be but and it's in the further I get into it and the closer I get to it the less I'm using any musical knowledge and it becomes a little bit more experimental and and collaborative which I imagine you can really relate to like the collaborative aspect of it yeah
1: um yeah I passed the, the gas phase you know there was definitely mm-hmm. several years for sure years of gassing where it was like I, I knew it all like i i don't literally look in the groups Them i don't know what the new modules on the street are the last module i bought was beads which was like over a year ago mm-hmm. um and um and so now it's kind of like i'm not so interested in the getting new modules all the time thing and i'm just kind of you know no getting to the point where I really know my instrument very very well because I, ha- mm-hmm. I haven't been just buying new modules and switching them out constantly um and so I want to get to the point where I'm where I'm like playing along with it where I'm jamming with the euro rack you know where it's where it's kind of doing its own thing and I'm you know with maybe the mushrooms and I'm doing my own thing you know mm-hmm. it's going together um as as more of a collaboration and using it as, as sort of a part of the music that I'm making, but having it not maybe be just like full full on, just modular stuff, because I've done that,
0: yeah, done that for a while. That's I that's very similar to where I'm finding myself lately. Like I just got this, uh, well, not just, but uh, the CP Reface. Nice. You, it's like, it, it's small, but it's, it's one of the coolest little like, you know, piano type things. And then a um, a Hydra synth and I've got my bass. Um, and like a melodica, and I am find like that's that's where I'm finding the most joy is when I can like get something cool going on the, the synth and then like physically play along with that because I think starting out as somebody who is physically playing an instrument, you kind of miss a little bit of that, and and when you can get to the point where you know your your instrument well enough, your your modular instrument well enough to where you can go between the two, I feel that's a real sweet spot that I feel like I'm I'm just finding. Into, yeah, yeah you
1: know. definitely, definitely, yeah Yeah, I, and I think it's, you know, it's pretty easy with the hobby to get caught up in the gas Totally um, yeah. And the next thing, the next module And then I feel like you just spend all this time learning the module And like, I don't know I, I definitely think my music <laughs> suffered a little bit from rest. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but for I'd like sure, to, <laughs> me too <laughs> I'd like to like get back into um, into maybe being a little bit more more intentional uh, mm-hmm. With with how I'm using it and um, you know doing things that are more more musical.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun because I want to still kind of keep on this thread, but just that listening to your the two albums that you have on Bandcamp, they're very different, and the, yeah, the yeah. recent one is very musical. Sounds very intentional. That that little. Nah, 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 nah. That's just like, nah, nah. that's going through my head constantly. Yeah, I love that little melody. and
1: That's definitely an earworm
0: for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And so I, f- I feel like you really locked into harnessing the more bleepy bloopy type of thing and have it have all the good characteristics of the bleepy bloopy without it being kind of like some of that stuff. At a certain point, I'm just kind of like, is this an imposition to? ask people to listen to this you know (laughs) like because i feel like you gotta there's gotta be something else in there i don't know
1: yeah for sure yeah i had a lot i had a lot of fun with the with the album it was the second album and it was kind of interesting because it was like uh you know um I would take like little bits. Some of them, it had like the mushroom stuff sort of playing throughout the whole thing, but a lot of it was just like taking little bits and cutting it up into like a loop and then having that loop and then messing with that. So it was, um, you know, uh, from a perspective of like keeping it true to the sounds of the mushrooms, it was definitely taking a lot more creative, uh, you know, artistic creative license with it than the previous album. But, you know, it's definitely something that you could maybe listen to the whole thing or dance to or, or whatever um and i was hoping that it would apply to a a broader audience you know mm-hmm. than than the full bleep, bleep but uh i don't know that i've really seen seen that seen it it didn't it didn't really do so well not too many people listen to it but you know
0: so good you know and that's that's something that i struggle with all the time it's like because as the person who puts it out like i hear you say that and i'm like well, yeah, because there's just so much stuff out there and it's hard to get people to pay attention. It has no reflection on the actual music because, like, I listen to it. It's 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 fun. It's good music, you know? And, it, it, and I could see if somebody who's not a modular person who's my friend would be like, I want to listen to some of the stuff that you're into, I feel like that would be a really good kind of, like, all right, check this out because it wouldn't be, like, so foreign to them because if you just yeah. play the bleep-loop stuff to somebody who's used to listening to, like you know straightforward rock pop or whatever they'll be like what the fuck is this you know yeah yeah um but yeah it's i have the same thing i i can i have a hard time trying to make you know just like tra- like my audience it sounds it, i don't know i'm not complaining but like, you know i've people like to listen to my podcast but not nearly as many people like a f- small fraction of the people like check out my short films and music that i make you know? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to make that translate across. I don't know. Yeah, it can be for sure.
1: Um, yeah, and uh, oh man, I had a thought, and now it's just like, boom. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so you know, like I uh, I've been in modular for a while, and yeah, you know, I worked at Make Noise for like three years. So and you, know, you go to modular on the spots and stuff like that. And so like sitting down and listening to thirty minutes of bloop bloop to me is like something that's actually like pretty, pretty like normal in mm-hmm, my experience totally. and like yeah and like a lot of the people that i know are totally like oh yeah you know i'll listen to uh, we'll go you know to an hour-long experimental you know concert where there'll be like five people going bleep, bleep. and then it was is interesting to to bring it on to tiktok and i think it was a lot of people's first time even seeing a modular synthesizer and there's mm-hmm. a mushroom connected to it and it's making these crazy sounds and they don't know what to think um, and so it got, a, it got a pretty big response uh, from that. Um, and people are like, you should make music with it. I'm like, this is this, <laughs> this music. Yeah, what are you talking about? Doing. Like, this is my, <laughs> this, I am yeah. making music. Um, and, and um, you know, we all know, obviously, everyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure, is, is well aware that, you know, the sounds that we're hearing are far more determined by the patch than they are by the, by the organism that's attached right. to them. Um, and that's something that is has been it's been an interesting thing because a lot of people want to be like oh so that's what a mushroom sounds like and <laughs> uh, me being the, the sort of person that I am that's that's pretty pretty literal mm-hmm. it's like well I mean it's like the sound of a synthesizer and then I try and explain it and they're just like what you, it's the sound of a mushroom connected what are you talking about right like, yeah
0: man. well um, so that's that's actually one of like the main things that I wanted to ask you about to kind of like, because I, yeah, like I, I know that that sound is not coming from the, the modular or from the mushroom. And, you know, I know like mushrooms are not creating, you know, function generators, you know, like, or, or LFOs, right. but like, what is like, what is happening? Like, what is it? Like, I know there's, it's obviously there's some bioelectrical stuff that's sending some sort of signal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so,
1: I mean, I'm using, them. It's not anything I invented or anything like that. A lot of people think that I, like invented the technology because I was like the first person to go super viral for it. Although now there's another guy doing it too, um, that's pretty popular. Um, anywho, and and there's like a whole uh, there's a whole company. There's the Plant Wave, which is uh, mm-hmm. they they're actually one of my sponsors, so they pay cool. me a little bit of money every month to. Have a link for them on nice. on my bio and and uh, and do like a video or so a month. Um, but so the plant wave people, that's that's kind of where where. Well, okay, so we'll, let's talk. We'll talk about the history of of biodata sonification. I think the first people to do it was this commune in Italy, and I'm totally blanking on their name. But they have a product called like Music Box or something. and They had a product that was pretty expensive for a while um, that made it kind of inaccessible. But they, they, now they have a cheaper one. Um, but that's where the MIDI Sprout came in, which was an open mm-hmm. source project, um, and um, then that evolved into PlantWave, which is no longer open source. Uh, and like I mentioned, they're my sponsors. But the the MIDI Sprout, the open source stuff from that, is what went into the Scion, Is they took okay. they took that that idea. They I think they're using the same 555 based uh, galvana, galvanometer. It's measuring the galvanic response. Um, basically what it does is whatever you connect the clips to is acting as as the resistor in just like a stable or mono mono a stable vibrator like just a basic 555 oscillator circuit and so depending on the resistance of what it's clipped to it'll change the frequency of that um oscillator and then that's fed into like a um i think it's like a mega three i can't remember it's a little digital chip i used to remember which one it was but i don't remember anymore uh, I want to say 322p but I feel like I'm just making that up now uh, anyways <laughs> it goes into a digital chip which measures the frequency and then based on that it, it um, with the MIDI Sprout it would spit out MIDI with the um, Zion, it spits out you know when there's a sudden change it will spit out a gate and it spits out voltages depending on that it's got a couple different modes of what because that's four voltages and how those are related to the, I see. To the main voltage um, so yeah basically you just you have your things clipped in to um, to the thing and then the resistance and so you have slight changes in resistance is what we're measuring um, and so those slight changes it, it, it just tiny changes in moisture level uh-huh. um, of the surface is gonna be a big change and that's like that's where people think the galvanic response of humans comes from that's what's like used in a lie detector test um, but then like in mushrooms you know you've got your high fire dividing and you've got water transport and nutrient transport um also i know at least with pink oyster mushrooms and probably other oyster mushrooms is they do send an electrical pulse out occasionally oh
0: okay, oh, wow. um,
1: okay. and so like sometimes if i depending there's one if i have like one you know normally you need to have two clips clipped mm-hmm. um but sometimes just having one clip clipped occasionally it'll trigger it i don't know if that's actually what's going on it could just be like i don't know but i think that that's it sending a sending a little bit of a voltage in itself which is going to charge that capacitor that's part of the 555 circuit so
0: okay um, so can you like yeah. use uh like you said it? they're acting as a resistor so you can can you like if you've got the clips on each side of a mushroom like you do, you touching it is that changing things like can you almost like use that as a potentiometer or something
1: yeah i mean touching it definitely causes a response um because all of a sudden i mean because like in the circuit, I said resistance, but really it's impedance is okay. obviously like, it's always going to be impedance for things because we're talking about how easy it is for electricity to move through. So as soon as you add, you know, and, and the waveform that's going through is actually oscillating. It's not just a constant
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: okay. current or constant voltage going through. So it's, it is the, the waveform, which creates a few like slight problems in the design, if you ask me, because... Uh, impedance is frequency based So like the higher frequency The capacitance isn't going to matter as much It'll pass through there easily Where like lower frequency Any sort of capacitance within the mushroom Is going to be like a way more of a, of a Add a lot more impedance um, So it has a little bit of feedback in there In there But um, so yeah As soon as you touch it You're adding capacitance and stuff onto it um, okay. Which is then to affect the impedance Also it's just like another You know if you haven't touched two different places On the mushroom Then you're actually creating another path through there oh. Right Right. Which is gonna yeah. be like a parallel path, which will bring the whole resistance down. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just touching with one finger it will make a pretty big change. I think that's. I think it's capacitance. Like, I mean, I'm not like a. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a self-taught electrical engineer and self-taught mycologist. So like, don't take anything I'm saying as real science. But you know, these, these are my these are my theories. Uh, yeah. Recently, some I think I got asked to come on a podcast, um, and I don't think they're gonna use it but they wanted me to be on the podcast cause they thought I was like a mushroom expert or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I'm like, I've been growing mushrooms for like 10 years or whatever. And I'm pretty good at it. Like cordyceps are one of the hardest mushrooms to grow and I'm pretty good at growing those. And, you know, I like to go foraging and stuff, but I'm, I'm definitely an amateur mycologist, not, not any sort of mushroom expert. In fact, that's right, yeah. my expertise lies, you know, from far more in modular than it does in mycology. Um, just given you know three years working at make noise and
0: yeah can we talk about that for a minute what, yeah like what sure. you did there
1: yeah yeah i was a uh i was a production technician okay so Sweet. i um if anyone sees nk on the back of their modules uh that means i uh i tested it or calibrated it or did something to it or if it's on the box then i packed it um so we did yeah i think they've changed things a bit now since the pandemic i left sort of at the beginning of the pandemic um and i think they're just based on the job listings i've seen i think it's a little bit more specialized but back then it was kind of like you were just on production crew and everyone on production crew is a production technician so you did everything mm-hmm. um so you build the module sometimes you just build them you know which was just like they got the boards in um they the boards are made they're populated in the u.s but they were done at like obviously like a factory that does right. like yeah. you know smt runs or whatever so we would get the boards and we'd either you know if it's like a oak coast you put them in the chassis or whatever put all the knobs and nuts on and build them up Mm. um so that was like one job that i would have another job was like testing and calibrating them which is just like you know having them hooked up to an oscilloscope and we test every single input and output every single knob make sure that it was doing the things that it was doing and like obviously it was an oscillator circuit um or module we you know let it warm up the appropriate yeah. amount of time and mm-hmm. get it tuned up and calibrated and make sure the wave shapes are all doing and make sure the DPOs are, fold in the right amount of times and all that. Uh, the DPOs definitely were the 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 hardest module of all the modules. Yeah. A lot of moving parts, a lot of trim pots on those. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of work for those. Those were cool. Um, and and I have a DPO that I and I calibrated myself, which is is one of the main voices in, in the Micoliteko
0: stuff. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so. I do I do the you you just listed my exact job description for After Later Audio. I, nice. I do the the exact the same thing. Um and actually doing that real like working there I also make like the the uh the yeah. the videos for the YouTube page and stuff. Nice. And uh, that has helped me learn so much more and become so much better at patching just because I'm learning modules that I wouldn't necessarily have put into my rack you know like yeah yeah um so I'm forced to learn something outside of my comfort zone and I I feel like that's been very helpful so I'm sure you found kind of a a similar you know growth as as a synthesis working there yeah definitely
1: and also just having like walker uh yeah like getting getting uh like when we when uh like the first the first year getting trained was probably my favorite time there because it was like Walker would always be coming down and you know teaching us a new module and showing us showing us how to how to QC it but before we even got into like how to test it he would give us the full rundown on the module mm. um, and you know I don't know if, if anyone watches the make noise videos Walker is the the hands and voice in most of the videos and he is uh, I mean I I think he's one of the, the best modular synthesizer patchers uh, in the world Um yeah and so getting to learn you know directly from him was definitely a great
0: experience for sure yeah yeah Yeah. he's he's every i mean i watch i watch his videos even about stuff that i like i've had for a long time and thought i knew well and i'll watch video videos about stuff that i don't have because i still feel like i can learn something from him because he's he's really good at like pulling pulling good examples you know out of the air and and everything yeah um Yep. Yep. big fan um so yeah that's 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 rad and then i i read in your uh in the the, the description of the first album uh the pandemic kind of was like where this this kind of experimenting with the playing with mushrooms and stuff started what was like what was like how would that all happen like
1: yeah um the pandemic started obviously um i found myself uh you know uh on unemployment for the first time ever, which was kind of nice. I finally had some like free time yeah. getting paid better than I had ever gotten paid before yeah, that extra I had $600 the yeah. a week. Um, so that was really, that was, that was actually really great. Um, and ironically I was planning, I, you know, I stopped working at make noise when the pandemic started like in April cause they had to like shut down and stuff. Cause you know, it's like only a central anyways, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I was planning on leaving like the following fall anyways. Um, and my, my plan was to was to start a video synth company. Okay. Um, I, had, like, designed a video synth module. Uh, but then there's a whole bunch of stuff with that, like uh, LZX kind of had pandemic issues. And so the LZX was going to move from, like, SD format to HD format um, with the Cro-Magnum. So I pre-order Cro-Magnum, um, and the idea was when I got it, I would try and see if I could get my module to work with the HD stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still waiting on it. Oh. Um, so that's just like it, it trashed and they kept changing their clocking, um, how things were were synced, the the, the format for syncing, and it just made it impossible to um to to create any sort of module that would work within their system because it was changing so much and I couldn't get my hands on the new stuff or whatever. Maybe, maybe eventually it'll sort of settle down with their they have a new they have it all set up. Once they get stuff shipping, I think people will be able to other people that want to maybe create stuff will be able to get that. But the whole mushroom thing happened. So and and now my non-compete with make noise is over. So if I was in a design a module, it'd probably just be audio because there's a bigger market for that anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I was
1: super into video synth for a little bit. Um that was a bit of an aside because I was that was like what I was planning on doing. Um, but yeah, the pandemic started, and my wife got into like cordyceps. Um, and they're they're super expensive. They're like anywhere like they can be upwards of like $80 an ounce for cordyceps wow. mushrooms Holy shit. um yeah they were like one of the most expensive mushrooms out there because they're also one of the most challenging mushrooms to grow um and so she was getting into them and I was like well maybe I could grow them and then I started like researching and it's like oh this is hard this is gonna be a thing um and then I decided like maybe I should start trying to do a cordyceps farm because um there's some research, you know, I'm not a doctor, so this isn't like medical advice or anything, but there's some research showing that they might be good for blocking spike proteins, mm-hmm. um, like in the coronavirus. And they're also just good for lung health in general and just health in general. So they seem like a really good thing to have a lot of with the global mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah. And I, I do I take, I drink like cordyceps tea every day. I do have a lot, I have a lot of them. So I grew a ton of them. Um, but there's like a whole bunch of sort of like red tape with like actually dehydrating it's it's weird like i can grow them in my studio mm-hmm. um but i need to dehydrate them in like a certified kitchen and pack them in a certified kitchen to be able to like sell them legally okay. mm-hmm. um but so i had like all these cordyceps growing in here and i had my module originally my modulars you know modules modular synthesizers all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. in the same studio which is where i am right now um and it was kind of just like I mean, I knew about the intro sign. I knew about the plant wave. I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll get one." And luckily, my friend um, had an—he had two, so he had an extra one to sell because he couldn't find them at, back then. They were kind—they of, were—they were out of stock everywhere. Um, and originally, I was thinking just using it as like a sort of promo for for the. For the cordyceps farm to try and sell some oh, cordyceps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um and then it went it it went viral. It took off, you know, had a video get like a million views in like two weeks on Holy YouTube. Shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, I made like five thousand dollars in like two weeks from the Dude, YouTube video.
0: I, um, I need to crack that code. <laughs> yeah.
1: Me too, man. Me too. Um and and I had I've had some videos get like five million views on TikTok. I really I it was I really thought for a little bit that I would just be able to do the myco Lego stuff and somehow make make a living from it. Um, unfortunately, like I didn't think I was gonna be making five thousand dollars every two weeks on YouTube. I thought maybe a thousand dollars a month or something. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. now it's like now it's like I make like hundred dollars a month from, from YouTube or something. Which you yeah, so, know it's
0: it's yeah, it's, cool. nothing, it's not nothing.
1: Yeah, it's cool. You know, I've 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 broken even on my modules. Oh, so that's, that's yeah. You know, that's something go. to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it's certainly, certainly not, um, not turning uh, out as as well. You know, I've lost, I've definitely lost some steam recently. Which, I don't know. Maybe it was a pipe dream thinking I could just connect mushrooms to modulars and have that be. Well, Although there's this other guy that seems to be doing it. I don't know how he does it, but maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, so right now i'm actually thinking yeah. i've been i've been making plans to um to get back into the original idea of the quarter step farming yeah um, although at, i, I had like you have to keep quarter steps below 65 degrees so i had had my studio like air conditioned below 65 uh-huh. degrees to grow them in here and i got sick of that so now I'm, i think i'm going to try and build something in my garage to keep cold and mm-hmm. actually like i'm actually trying to find a real i'm like I kind of like hit some roadblocks, and the Michael Lyko thing was going crazy. So I let that, you know, kind of occupy mm-hmm. me for a year and a half, and you know, I made some money from it, but I, I probably got distracted and should get back to the the straight mushroom farming.
0: Yeah, I mean, the 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 kind of you know doing your your own thing as your own business is is really hard. It's a fucking grind, you know. Like I I I have I have you know over the last four years. I've had months where I'm like, "Holy shit, I, this! I could just do the podcast as my job and not and, and nothing else." And then I have other months where I'm like, "I might have to apply for a job, at, for another job," or you know. So it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's stressful because you know I come from you know working in construction and you know just like you get a paycheck every week, you know it's uh, it's and then there's just so so many like our culture is just turned into this like sell yourself as a brand so like it's, it's a weird, like, it's a weird world to navigate f- vying for the attention. And, and I, I, you know, I, I'm constantly like, should I do this because yeah. this might be better, but I always do the thing that I want to do. And maybe that's why I, I haven't been able to quit the other jobs, but
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my, my issue has been that I've, I've normally just do what comes easy. Mm. you know like the Michael it went viral so I kept going that because it was easy and like yeah I I love patching a modular and connecting a mushroom to it that's that I mean it's not like it's easy it's hard like growing mushrooms is hard work but I'm good at it so it's easy for me it's Mm -hmm. not a struggle it's something that comes easily Where like reaching out to businesses and people to try and find a location to dry these mushrooms because I really only need to need to be in there for a little bit like once every week or every two weeks or something I if I, if I pull enough connections, I should be able to find this, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I ended up doing what was easy, which was just doing the social media stuff and all that. But ultimately what I've discovered is that what's easy isn't necessarily what's going to make me happy. Um, and, and all of the virality and, you know, I I had that Rolling Stone wrote an article about me, which is cool. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. But like all of that stuff, it didn't make me any happier. If right. anything, I'd say the last year and a half has made me less happy because it's just like messed. Like Jesus, having a video get five million views and having your notifications—that messes with your dopamine. Like it, I bet, like yeah. I screwed up my whole. Like I got addicted to social media and got messed up my whole whole brain and dopamine. and I'm, work, I'm working on getting that back to normal, but um, yeah, you know the experience. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to to to, like, to be have had you know i think i have like six hundred and forty thousand followers on tiktok or whatever wow (laughs) Um, and so that's cool um but also recently i've been like losing 100 followers on tiktok every day because i think they're like cleaning up like uh you know scammy accounts or whatever and and it hasn't been growing and I, i had based so much of my like happiness and views of success on on that so then when it stopped i was like what am i doing wrong and it's like but the reality is like, okay, TikTok. Uh, I'm not supposed to talk about how much money you make on TikTok, but this is sort of deep within a podcast that mm-hmm. I don't think um, TikTok's going to listen to. Uh, we'll estimate, but it's like a million views is is, is on TikTok is like less than a hundred dollars that you make. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's it's like less than fifty dollars. I'm not going to say exactly how much because you can get kicked out of the right. Creator Fund, and I still make like a hundred dollars a month from. But actually. I don't think I ha- I was making hundred dollars a month from TikTok. Recently, I think I'm making like ten dollars a month from TikTok. So whatever, they can kick me out. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like TikTok. You make very little money from despite having tons of views. Where like YouTube, you get a million views on YouTube. That's that's real money. Yeah, that's something yeah. to talk about. Um, and it's weird because I got I got very focused on the TikTok and then Facebook and Instagram. They've they've started paying now for for the real stuff and that.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. They they um. They actually pay like they have. They're tapered. Um, So it's like your first ten thousand views or whatever, you'll get like a hundred bucks for or something, and then your your next like hundred thousand views, you only get another hundred bucks or something. But it's kind of cool because I can pretty much count on getting like a hundred bucks from them every month. Yeah. um, Yes, it's so it's
0: so that's another thing about like doing this like grind that like I mean we do different things, but we're in the same kind of arena and and like um, it's just like. I get this, you know, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but you get this much here and this much here and this much here. And then like all of it together can equal like, Oh, this is, this is pretty decent, but like, yeah, it changes every month. And yeah. But yeah, that dopamine, yeah. I've never had that kind of um, I've never had those kind of numbers, but uh, you know, the, the podcast goes up and down, you know, yeah, and yeah. the pandemic I took, I lost a lot of my, weekly listeners because most people, I think, were listening on the car on their way to work or at right, work and right. people weren't working. So
1: Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. I think that's maybe why I was, the views on the videos were doing so well more during the pandemic is because everyone yeah, you right. watching YouTube videos and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, all of those numbers, why I was saying all that, I wasn't trying to like show off or anything, but, but what I realized is like two ounces of mushrooms, of, of like cordyceps, you know, if I sell them for like $60 a pop, you know, and they, they're probably, a, I mean, there's labor and skill involved in a lot of time, but like the actual cost is like probably $10 an ounce or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I sell two ounces, that's a hundred bucks. That's like the same as like 5 million views on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. like, I, that's easy for me to do. We're getting 5 million views. I, it's, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I am saying I'm doing what's easy. Um, and it's like trying to go for the trying to get the views is easy, but actually getting them isn't anything that's in my control. We're like growing some cordyceps and selling them. That's something that is, is actually in my control and I can right. do. Yeah. Um, so I need to get back into that and back into you know doing the music more just for for fun as like a release well, I, from I, the day.
0: I love know. the idea of um, using what you're doing as the advertisement for the. Cordyceps.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, like I mean, so definitely cool. be you know having having things in your control is is important um and yeah obviously you know with social media one of the good things is having a product to sell and I haven't really had anything besides albums to sell um -hmm. and yeah I have some like I have some stuff on Spreadshirt or whatever but I haven't even made I don't even have a logo I'm like it's just been (laughs) it's like terrible I'm doing this all wrong I've just been making the videos because it's like I said that's easy to do um and growing cordyceps is easy for me to do too i mean i have a whole i have like a bag full of cordyceps that i've been slowly working through it's the selling the cordyceps and, and having them be like
0: up to health code and all that that's the hard part for me well it but sounds I'm like gonna, it's kind of like front-loaded like that's yeah. that's like you got to get past like the red tape but maybe once you're past that it won't be
1: so. yeah i think so i think once they get over that hurdle um yeah, but yeah, the bleep bloops are fun and uh,
0: <laughs> modulars are fun. Um, is there, I wanted to ask about like the, is there a particular mushroom that you just like, I know you really like cordyceps, but like jet, that are, that are like the most fun to patch with? Or, or, or what are, are there some that are like, are there characteristic differences in the outcome?
1: So this is not sound weird, but cordyceps, again, uh, I mean, I like pink oyster mushrooms a lot just because they're gorgeous. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's like the, my pink oyster mushroom video is the one that got like 5 million views or 1 million views on YouTube. And then I have a oh. lion's mane video that got 5 million on TikTok. And I like lion's mane too because it's also very pretty, all the teeth. But the cordyceps do seem to be the most responsive. Okay. Um, I was doing a live video once and I started playing flute and it really seemed like they were responding oh, to weird. the flute. And th- mm-hmm. now it could just be that they're like the thinnest, you know? And so, like, literally, sound waves are able to vibrate them more uh-huh. easily than right.
0: other.
1: Because even if they start sympathetically vibrating with the sound waves, even just a little bit, that, that motion will create a response. Mm-hmm. Um, or it also is that they're like some of the older mushrooms and they're kind of parasitic and, you know, can, you know, not Cordyceps militaris, but other Cordyceps species can do like some zombie sort of stuff.
0: Oh, weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if you know about this. Uh, there's like I forget which cordyceps it is, but there's a cordyceps that attacks ants. Oh wow. And it will make okay. the ants crawl up to like oh, the yeah. tallest yes. and it sprout out, and of their sprouts head. out of their head. Yeah, exactly. That shit's that's fucking crazy. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, like that's either today or tomorrow I have a whole bunch of cordyceps that need to get harvested. I'm gonna do like a I think I'm gonna do a longer flute video with them. Um, I've, got, I've got a patch set up where everything's gonna quantize through the ornaments and crime. Nice. Uh, so I can have it go with the flute. And I just have like a simple patch with like rings, you know, going into beads.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, your classic rings into beads. Although really, yeah. you know, it should be beads into rings. That's, that's where, yeah, that's,
0: uh, what that's what I've, that's what
1: I've heard. says with the, the clouds into rings because then you, you trigger and you get the little bursts and it's like the perfect thing, But which I might do that later. But um, yeah, I have the patch, it goes from rings and then I'm actually using the left out into the Q pass which goes into mimeophone i have a tendency to uh to use the same patch over and over and i'm trying to switch the patch up a little bit more and my goal in that because before my goal for videos is to get a lot of views and that's a stupid goal to have because you're <laughs> not like it doesn't matter like the, the longer i spend on a video the less views it gets if yeah. you know and so i'm not achieving anything so my new goal for my videos is that i learn something new with every video oh um, cool like whether that. that's just like, or practice this skill, whether it's like play with a new patch idea mm-hmm. or, you know, practice play something on the instrument or whether I'm going out into nature and finding a mushroom and doing some research about the mushroom or something. Um, mm-hmm. But just changing it so that my, my goals are are to learn something with each video I make rather than to get views. And that way, as long as that's something that's in my control, you know, as long as totally I can,
0: yeah, as and long you, as I yeah. can
1: learn something, I'm learning something that's, that's something that's worth my time to do
0: yeah and you're you know hopefully switching the switching the rails uh of your you know the dopamine train to start you know giving you hits for you know just doing stuff that you're stoked on doing you know yeah um so i know you got a patch built up but are you do you want to do a patch challenge for the show patch challenge not Uh, live not in real time you can do it when we're done um yeah and sure, so I'd I just give you some words, and then you would build a patch based off of the words that I give you. Okay. So I'm going to generate some words on my little right. generator here.
1: Yeah, if you want to – I might forget them. So if yeah,
0: I'll, I'll send them to you. them to me or
1: something. Because, yeah, I do need to record a video with this patch first, and then – Okay. Then I could do another one. Oh, I do – I have, like, I could do a patch on – I've got the subharmonicon. Oh, Yeah. Them third two. And I have another case over there, but that's more like sequencers and drum machine stuff. So we'll see what the words are, you know.
0: I well, so this just came up. I think it's cool, but I, I don't know what the first word means. I've heard it, so maybe you know. Uh portentous. Do you know what that means? It says Portentious. portentous creature, which I think is kind of fun. Um, I'm gonna look I wanna look say up like lucky doesn't mean lucky, but I'm probably wrong. I want to say lucky. I like that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Let's see, portentous. Oh. Of or like portent. Yeah, I'm really. Young. Uh foreshad uh, uh no, hold on. I gotta just look up
1: portent. It's like gonna be the opposite opposite. It's like gonna be something bad's gonna happen.
0: Uh, let's see. A sign or warning that something, especially something momentous or calamitous, is likely to happen. Yeah, so the opposite of lucky.
1: Yeah.
0: Wrong. <laughs> right, right. Then. Yeah. Should we? do you want to go with that portentous sure. creature sure I'll, yeah um, i'll send it to you in a um i'm gonna just do a little screen grab and i'll send it to you on the instagrams um cool. but yeah you just make that in your own time and then send it later and uh, i'll stitch it into the episode
1: cool so yeah we're, we're gonna listen to this patch that i'm gonna do in the future at some point <laughs> right now
0: um is there Aim any the time, time. All <laughs> <I know>, right. <laughs> magic is of there, editing uh, anything that you want to scream from the modular mountaintops before we sign off? Hmm. I think just like, uh,
1: I guess my biggest advice to other modular, like don't get focused on views. You know, modular is a sand mandala. Mm -hmm. Um, totally. Yeah. So it's, it's easy to get focused on, on output. But I think the whole point of modular is just to enjoy yourself and enjoy the moment. Um, and it, get, it can get easy to get focused on gas and all that stuff. But um, I think to enjoying the modules that you have, like that's the thing that's brought me most joy about modular, I think is when I stopped buying new modules and it stopped being about the dopamine you get from the new module. Cause like you get a new module and it's super exciting for like, I don't know, like three days or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then it wears off. So if you're chasing that, like, and also I'm like, I'm a dad now, so I can't afford to chase that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: If you're chasing that it's like this sort of like temporary uh temporary satisfaction temporary dopamine hit um i if you can't tell i've been trying to work on my own happiness a lot recently yeah and, no and, and figuring out what causes me to be happy and whatnot but just just being happy with the modules that you have and learning them deeply because mm-hmm. I, I've been working, I've had pretty much the same module. I mean, I switched out bead clouds for beads, but besides that, I've had, you know, pretty much the same exact case with things in the same spot for like know, two and a half years now or something. And there's still more I can learn on it. I mean, definitely. Yeah. To be honest, there's probably modes and ornaments and crime I still haven't even checked out yet.
0: That's uh, funny you mentioned that. That's the video I'm working on right now. And I'm just like, I've been spending time uh, mostly with a low rents. Yep. Uh, yeah, which so I've is, hardly
1: used that one. Yeah,
0: it is nuts. It's yep. it's wily, it's hard to get like dialed in, but when you do, it's fucking cool. It's really, yeah. really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mostly just use the copier machine in it. That's like, yeah, my number one go to. Yeah, it's uh, funny. It
0: has all these modes, but most people get it for like th- they get it because it has all the modes, but then they find the one they like and they're like, let's kind of stick with that. Like, yep. I did that forever too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great, I mean, it's a great module great module
0: yeah um so people is it uh com. yep that's me and
1: then uh if if anyone wants to check out my alternative stuff i haven't put out a new illumination station album for a while but the more kind of just like modular jams sort of stuff is illuminationstation.bandcamp.com
0: right on um, i'll put links in the show description
1: yeah yeah um so no mushrooms in that but a lot of <laughs> a lot of albums, um, I've got a show on there um, that was like an ambient show from the Bottle Shop in Asheville, which definitely has some other artists on it worth checking out for sure. Oh, cool. Right on. Um, which it, the Bottle Shop, they're not, I don't, they're not really doing shows anymore since the pandemic. But it was sort of the, um, one of the cool module spots in Asheville to check out. So maybe when the pandemic's actually over, if anyone's visiting Asheville and it's open, worth checking out. They had like a little synthesizer library my buddy uh cry Simadi and jamie howden uh nice run it they're both uh both good module guys and in fact cry is the, is the guy that i have to do my mastering work for my albums
0: oh cool so, yeah um, I, oh, that's that sounds i really want to come out there i'm gonna, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you up if i come out there you
1: should. yeah definitely wait until i think make noise is still closed to the public okay uh, yeah
0: i want to come out and, and hang with all them for sure. definitely
1: like w- wait till make noise and and stuff is is back to normal because
0: i mean there wasn't like that
1: much there but there's like a shared system and you go in and see where the modules are made and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i think definitely. i i thought it was i mean i worked there but i still think it's cool it's
0: oh like, yeah i would love cool. to go there i mean and then
1: I, moog I'd is like open to... right now moog is okay. open so you can check out moog for sure
0: and i've you know i've talked to so many people out there you know i'm I'm talking to tony i think for the third or fourth time next week
1: yeah well yeah so you might be able to they might let you come in toward toward the make noise anyways even if it's yeah you might get you might get a special visitor pass
0: (laughs) i just want to meet people like people who i feel like i like know and and kind of friends with now yeah yeah, in person you know
1: yeah if you're ever in the area hit me up We'll, we'll hang out we can patch We can patch some things. I'll connect you to the
0: synthesizer. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, let's check out Michael Lyko's patch challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I oh 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 to oh
1: oh 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 oh
0: oh 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 What the hell is this? I'm gonna go to the house and I'm gonna go to the house and I'm gonna go to the house. I'm gonna go to the house and I'm gonna go to the house. What is the problem? What is what happened? What happened? What happened ago? No. Window, bird, bird? Turn out a bird? Oh! Wind up a bird? Hello, the Oh, fuck
1: fuck
0: that's our show thank you so much to Michael Lyko for coming on the show and creating that great patch thank you for listening very excited to be hitting 200 episodes next week if you would like to help support the show you can do that best by visiting patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast let me know I'm serious let me know what kind of like what kind of what kind of bonuses what's it going to take to get you to sign up you've heard me ask you many times over the last four years. What, what's going what's gonna to give you that push over the line? Let me know. Thank you to After Later Audio. Please visit them at afterlateraudio.com to learn more about the, the sample and hold, trigger and hold, the carve, the Benjolin V2, all of the great stuff over there. Head over to patchworks.com for all of your synthesizer needs, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. And don't forget that Podular Modcast and Friends the vinyl compilation from Mystery Circles featuring Sella Sella featuring Sarah Bell Reed Lisa Belladonna Space Racer Daedalus Lemon Jaya and myself Baby Blue Vinyl over at mysterycircles.com there's only a few left I don't know how many are left but there's also digital copies if you want to do that all proceeds go to Mary's Place a uh, foundation here in the Northwest that helps Families, women, and children out of houselessness. So you'll be doing a good deed if you do that. Um, mastered by Nathan Mood Moody. Nathan, I can't talk today. Nathan Moody over at Obsidian Sound. Anyway, that's it for me and in this show this week. Um, your uh, your secret word for the end of the show for listening all this way and getting to the end of the show is taxidermied tiger because I dreamt about a bunch of taxidermied tiger heads last night and I was cracking up at how funny they were and I know you're not supposed to tell people about your dreams because it's really boring but it just happened taxidermied tiger until next week